I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. We've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. Our exclusive Rate Shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days. Then, if rates go up, your rate stays locked. But if rates go down, your rate drops. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate Shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, presented by Fox DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin. Stefan Gilmore go to the Patriots. Now that Mike Gillisley go to the Patriots, are they now just the farm club within their own division? Greg. He's one of these faux-leading women. It's like, that's not Angelina Jolie or Jennifer Anderson. It's some girl that I would see at the Circle K. That's kind of Alshon Jeffrey. And Ryan. There is absolutely no reason why O.J. Howard should be drafted before Cameron Brate. Wow, what a week in fantasy football and in the NFL in general today as, uh, as the trade deadline shifts a lot of players, a lot of places. Uh, a trade almost goes south because of a, 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 a physical failure, uh, a mental failure by another team who could only be the, the Cleveland Browns in uh, <laughs> completely Cleveland Brownian fashion. Uh, we want to thank you guys for listening to the episode today. Uh, really quickly, before we get into the news and notes, we're going to cover a lot of what has happened and transpired uh, today in uh, in all of fantasy football, but really quickly, we'll want to highlight uh, a couple of reviews that have come in through the podcast. Once again, we want to thank those who, uh, who submit reviews. Uh, we would like anybody and everybody who listens to the podcast to do a review, but these two reviews uh, just came up on October 31st today uh, as we're recording uh, on iTunes. Uh, first one comes in from Mr. Three Hun. Uh, these guys are very knowledgeable. I have enjoyed the podcast and get my questions answered fast and in depth. I recommend the podcast. Next question uh, comes in by Ryan Fire. I think that's the emoticon that's at the end of his uh, name there. These guys constantly help me out uh, with my fantasy team week in and week out. I will keep listening for them. Uh, to them for great advice on fantasy football. So once again, for those of you who would like to leave a review, we will read those on the air. I want to thank those who, who did submit those. Really quickly as well, we do have a giveaway going on. Uh, you can get entries for leaving a review as well as following us on iTunes, Twitter, uh, Facebook, those kinds of things. Go to Skullking. Com, go to the giveaway tab and follow the instructions from there. And so without further ado, we'll get into the news and notes and what happened today, uh, starting first off with the Ezekiel Elliott news. Now, the news came out yesterday that his suspension had been dissolved or, or his restraining order, I guess, had been dissolved. Uh, and he had one final last-ditch effort um, to put in a stay in his 24-hour window um, that was denied uh, later today. And so Ezekiel Elliott will serve his suspension. So for those of you who had him on your roster, you were probably doing pretty well. Um, 
but now's where it's going to hurt. Um, hopefully, maybe you were able to offload them before this point, um, but there's a couple of options for you. Number one would be Alfred Morris, McFadden. Uh, Ryan, how do you think this is going to play out? Do you think, even with the news of Jerry Jones announcing Alfred Morris as the starter, is this a running back by committee? And if so, what's the percentages? Unfortunately, yes, it's a running back by committee. I wish they would just give the job to Alfred Morris because I think that he can handle it. Um, no, we're talking about a guy that um, it hasn't been that long since he ran for like 1,200 yards um, in his working. I want to say it was like 2012, 2013. It's not like he has a whole lot of wear and tear on his body. Nope. I mean, he's been sitting on the bench. So. Um, you know, so I think that, I think that Alfred Morris can handle the job. They have a solid offensive line to be able to block for him. So, um, unfortunately I do think it's still going to be a committee. We'll see how much Rod Smith gets involved. Um, cause you know, many are saying that he's, you know, the more, uh, like we were talking pre-show that he's the more talented of the, the most talented of the group. Uh, which very well could be. I remember when he was, uh, when he was, you know, when he was drafted by the C or maybe draft in the seventh round or, or on the maybe it was a, a undrafted free agent for the Seahawks. I mean, the, the guy has some ability. Uh, he's got a massive body size, um, can really just mow over people. So it'll be interesting to, um, interesting to see where, where it goes. It could be pretty even split, but I'm going to guess Alfred Morris may get the quote unquote majority with kind of a split between Rod Smith and uh, Darren McFadden in the end. Uh, yeah. Do you think Rod Smith could overtake McFadden, considering that uh, that McFadden hasn't suited up for a game all season? Well, yes, and also let's not forget that McFadden is uh, is uh, getting a bit older as well. So yeah. Um, moving on, uh, we'll go to the Panthers. Uh, trading Kelvin Benjamin to Buffalo, um, I think this drastically helps Buffalo. I think this really hurts the Panthers uh, and, and a couple of things that I want to get to in a second. Uh, but overall opinion, what do you think of this trade, Ryan? Well, I, didn't, I haven't seen actually who did they actually get in return. Let me pull that up while you're, while you're going I'm, to your Because I'm looking. Because I'm looking at it right now, and I haven't actually seen who they got. Um, who they actually got in return? I'll look it up real fast. All right. So this definitely—I mean, this definitely helps out Buffalo. Um, you know, perhaps they're actually giving a weapon to Tyrod Taylor. I think it's possible, possible that this also helps out Zay Jones because he—he he will no longer be the quote-unquote number one. And therefore, he won't have a number one. Uh, cornerback on him he can maybe work more in the slot where he's actually more I believe designed his body and and his style of play is more designed to be from and to play um I think if he could get in the slot more he would be very um very very uh very very effective uh, he was what they got in return was a third and seventh round pick in the 2018 draft Woo. well so a lot of stealing going on right now in in the NFL. Yeah, we'll get to more later. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, this this definitely helps out Buffalo. This really, I mean, they've had a, a very very solid defense. 
I think this will this gives just another weapon, so it's not a complete focus on Shady, which I think will make Shady even better. So, um, so yeah, I like I like the move for Buffalo, and it it just goes to show that that uh, the the Panthers are more realizing they're in rebuild mode. So, yeah, uh, I think this drastically helps Tyrod Taylor. We talked about him being a solid. A streamable quarterback, I think he could now get bumped up. Now that he has an additional passing option, Clay will be coming back soon. Not likely to be ready for the Thursday night matchup against the Jets, but probably the following week. Now with a deep threat in Kelvin Benjamin to throw to, who is consistent, who's a big body target. Uh, you have Sheedy McCoy out of the backfield. You have Clay as the consistent uh, target that Tyrod Taylor is is used to seeing, and now, like you said, Zay Jones becomes not the heavily relied upon player. And don't forget about Jordan Matthews. Uh, I, I think this now becomes a, a offense to really pay attention to, uh, and Tyrod Taylor has an arm. He does, and he keeps control of the ball. He doesn't turn it over. So I look for Buffalo to begin to put up a little bit more points. If you can look to try and get uh, Tyrod Taylor, I would look to do that. Uh, but we'll move on to the next steal of the day in that the Dolphins get a fourth-round pick for running back Jay Ajayi, who now solidifies the Eagles' running game. What is your initial impression uh, about the trade, and what are the fantasy implications really quickly from you? Well, here's, I've, I've had Jay Ajayi. Um, in one of my leagues all year, and I've been extremely disappointed. I've been trying to figure out all day what exactly this is going to mean for him. And you know, they're they're deep. the The Eagles' offensive line um, has been pretty good. They're, I mean, they've been passing the crap out of the ball. And so, who knows? Maybe that will maybe that will help Ajayi actually get loose a little bit. You know, still focusing on. Uh, you know, it, with defenses have to focus on the pass more. Um, he'll actually have a, an offense that can move the ball in other ways so that it's not completely dependent on him. He doesn't have, you know, Jay Cutler or Matt Moore as his quarterback. He now has Carson Wentz, who can also, you know, run his own read with, with Jay Ajayi. Um, I think Ajayi, this, I think this jet brings Ajayi back into that running back two conversation with the ability, with the possibility of getting into the running back one um, here and there. I don't think that he will, you know, again, a lot of it also depends on how well he can stay healthy with his knee, which are some of the rumors why they um, were only able to get, why Dolph, the Dolphins were only able to get a fourth rounder for him. So, uh Really quickly, do you feel the Ajayi trade helps or hurts Miami? Oh, it kills Miami. I mean, they they, they already haven't been doing much. Yeah. Um. So, I I guess Kenyon Drake becomes becomes. Well, well let me let me but, specify that that was that was a listener question that came in. Does it hurt the Miami receivers? Um, no. What's been hurting the Miami receivers has been the crappy quarterback play. Yeah. And since they haven't been getting anything going with the Jai anyways, you know, they've been forced to, to throw the ball. So I think it's going to continue to be a, you know, good game, bad game, good game, bad game, couple good games, couple bad games for all the wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, any, any hesitancy or concern 
that the only thing that they got back was a fourth round or, or the only thing that they, they requested was a fourth rounder. Do you think that there's, there's injury concerns about Ajayi's knees and holding up the rest of the season? Because there has been some concern coming, even coming into the season about his durability. Yes, but um, one thing that in one of my sports discussion groups, Justin, I don't know if you saw this one because you're in this group as well, about what happened, what's been going on in Miami concerning JHI. Let me pull it up here. It, it, I, I did see, I did see a meme about uh, Mike Singletary uh, when he was laying into, I believe, Vernon Davis a few years ago, uh, talking about he wants winners on this team and all this kind of stuff. Is is that kind of the what you were leaning towards? No, well, here it is. It's it's. Here's actual quotes from Adam Gase. Says, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's uh, retaining information thing. It's we're not putting the work in. That's what it comes down to. If you can't remember, you shouldn't be in the NFL. At the end of the day, guys have got to take this stuff home and study it. They're not going to just learn it in all the meetings. We've got to find guys who to put forth effort and remember this stuff. And it starts with our best players. Um, offensively, we're a joke. We've got too many guys that don't want to take it home with them. Until our best players put forth some effort, it will be expletive. Um, Gase admitted the, the offense is. <laughs> uh, Gase admitted the offense is 100% too predictable because he has to repeatedly simplify it to compensate for players' lack of diligence with studying. We are going quote. We are going to have to figure something out and what's best for us to do and how we want to approach it, or I guess I will have to figure it out, he said. I'm done compromising with anybody. I will do what I think is best. Those that want to come on board, great. Those that don't will get rid of them. I think that kind of explains what happened to JHI in Miami. Yeah, I think that that really explains, uh, considering that they said we'll get rid of them, I think he was trying not to single out a specific player, but if you look at it, even with all the the wild and crazy things that happened today, there's only one player missing from the Miami roster from the beginning of the day. That's J.H.I. Yeah. So, um, so really quickly to cover his implications on on, on the Eagles – it has come out that Blount will still continue to be the starter. I believe that to be a mistake. I talked True. about Blount being a below 30 running back. Uh, I thought Ajayi could have a, a, a good bounce back the rest of the year. You had him as a surprise outside of an RB1, RB2 scenario. Does he come in as the starter, or does it take him an extra week to come in, learn the playbook, and get adjusted? Or is this going to be more of a committee, just a much more talented committee? I th- again, it, it's going to rely on how much his on how well he can get his knee healthy. Um, it's possible that he could come in and really get things going. Um, I think that for now, it's it's you know it it stays the way it is in Philadelphia. I think he more takes over Smallwood's role. So. Really? You, you think he takes over the, the pass-catching portion? Well, I think he takes in because Smallwood's kind of the secondary back, whether that's pass-catching or taking the runs. I think that's kind of the role that he has, and that Smallwood, 
I believe Small would be less talented than JHI. He will be. Uh, he'll be back a little bit more. So I think he may become the the running back three in the committee. Uh, we did have a question that came in uh, from a listener. Do we believe that uh, Kareem Hunt will have a bounce back week against the Cowboys this next week? Just a quick response. That all depends on Andy Reid. Yeah, uh, I, w- I would say the same. I'm, I'm leaning towards yes. Uh, they have had some line issues. The game script led them to be more run dependent, but they didn't really – they played the number one run defense in the league, so he was going to have some down production. They're not really utilizing him in the red zone like they should. They didn't have very many trips this game. Um, the Cowboys have been known to give up some serious points in some shootouts earlier in the season. So I think, obviously, Kareem Hunt is a starter regardless. He, he's now, uh, even with his poor output, is the number one fantasy score at the running back position. So you have to play him regardless. So I wouldn't even look to move him either. Um, moving on... Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, that Jimmy Garoppolo was traded to San Francisco um, for a second-round pick, the, the, the first second-round pick. Uh, news comes out today that he is most likely not going to make his 49ers debut before week 12. We're getting into week 9. That gives him a couple of weeks. Uh, is this pretty much the end of the 49ers season? The end of what's the end of what? The end of the 49ers season. It's been the end of the 49ers season. They still haven't won a game. Right now, yeah, they, they could go eight and eight. Here's, here's the deal. Here's the deal. <laughs> if you look at it this way, they've got, they, they now have basically the rights to Jimmy Garoppolo. They've got Jimmy. They don't need a quarterback in the first round, in, in, the, in the draft now. If you know if 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 this uh, if this if their CJ um, uh, B third or however you say his na- his last name, the kid from Iowa, the kid from Iowa, if he plays pretty well, <laughs> if he play, he seemed to play well enough to show that he could possibly be a solid backup in this league. Yeah. Um. Who, by the way, he has thrown more passes in his NFL career than Jimmy Garoppolo has. Yes. Already. Um. And so if Jimmy if Jimmy is the guy next year they don't they don't need a a quarterback in the draft they're looking at first round would they draft a running back would uh, they put, could they you know so at the end you know see, Hyde is gone look at you know does Saquon Barkley go number 2 overall possibly so well, they could be the number 1 pick and they could just take it first yeah uh, yeah now but <sighs> We'll get to the Browns, though. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, too bad the, the Browns and the 49ers don't play. <laughs> I know. How crappy of a game that would that be? Um, watch, really quickly. Watch, it would be like 49 to, 49 to 47, one of the best games of the season. Yeah. Um, really quickly, is Garoppolo the next Matt Flynn? Is he the next... Um, Brock Osweiler, is he the next, uh, I'm trying to think of a backup that came in and did very, is, is he the next Steve Young, I, I, Aaron Rodgers? Those are backups that have come in and played well. Well, well Matt Flynn if, played if well a couple one, times. Then was... If you were to pick one, well, that's kind of the, the Garoppolo situation comes in, 
uh, signs a better contract, is projected to be the starter, and then doesn't start. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I'd have to watch more more tape on Garoppolo to really get a, a good. It just off the top, you know, just to. I don't think he's. I don't think he'll be the next Steve Young. Um, I don't obviously. <laughs> that's a tall um, order. I don't, but I don't think he'll be the next Brock Gosweiler either. I, I honestly think that he could be. Uh, I think that he can be a, a, an okay quarterback, kind of a middle of the road. Um, you know, he'll be better than Osweiler, in my opinion. Will he be better than Brissett? I think so. Okay, I think one of the things that hurts Brissett is the Colts' offensive line. But um, moving on to the next trade, Seahawks uh, uh, quarterback Jeremy Lane was traded for Houston's Dwayne Brown. Uh, news came out uh, around 3 o'clock today that Jeremy Lane failed his physical and was no longer a part of the trade. They ex- they added picks. Uh, Seattle added a On third. Sides, Houston yeah. added a fifth. Um, the only part I want to ask about is how awkward is it going to be for Jeremy Lane to now go back to the Seattle Seahawks locker room and be like, "Hey guys, I'm back." <laughs> yeah, I'm back. Um, I'm you know I may get dropped at any moment now because uh, yeah he's got here's the deal. Part of the reason that they sent him was because he was expendable. He had been passed up by um, by Shaq Griffin and by Justin Coleman, who we got. Who that from fit, the Patriots? From the right. Patriots in that uh, was a Cassius Marsh deal that got us yep. a, an, a fifth round pick that we sent yep. to to Houston. So um, he had been passed up by them. Deshaun Shed's going to be coming back healthy in the next two to three weeks. He is completely expendable and had four million dollars that we were going to be able to get rid of to help pay for Dwayne Brown. So now they, they can't do that. <laughs> now they can't do that. So do they drop him? I don't know. I think I think I think tomorrow we're going to be talking about uh, Jeremy Lane cut uh, because they already had to restructure Russell Wilson's deal in order to make mo- in order to make room for yep six million dollar contract for Dwayne Brown. Um, yeah, so- Russ, talk about that. Russell Wilson's day gets a six million dollar check <laughs> on a on a, on a payout to restructure his contract, and he gets a left tackle to protect his backside. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good deal, a pretty good day if you ask me. But um, question comes in: Does the uh, offensive lineman trade make Seattle's running game appealing? Um, it, that's kind of the quick question. Does does it is it a quick change for you? Does this make Rawls more more viable? I think it makes both Rawls and Lacey more viable. It's just a matter of which one will take over the lead role. If one of them will take over the lead role. Yeah, the the thing that I don't necessarily like about Lacey is that um, unless the hole is a Mac, the size of a Mack truck, he's not getting through it. Um, Rawls is not designed to catch the ball, so there's still a couple of options. I don't really like, even with the addition of a, of a good lineman, I don't like any option in Seattle right now. Um, and so we'll move on to uh, the next... Uh, trade that didn't happen um, is that the Browns are disputing a proposed trade to uh, for AJ McCarron. Uh, the trade went to the NFL. Um, the NFL is arguing that the trade should not be allowed because they didn't push the send button essentially uh, and didn't notify the NFL before time had expired. So 
Yeah, they let him know like within five minutes. Yep. After the trade deadline had expired, it, it took it through. Yeah, it doesn't go through. Uh, I think the Browns are going to lose that argument, but but how sad is it for Deshaun Kaiser that they're trying to trade for another quarterback when they just drafted you? Well, again, let's. This is a team that passed up on Deshaun Watson. There's other teams that passed up on Deshaun Watson. I understand. 49ers are one. I understand that the 49ers passed up, but you know, the are the they, Browns just doing what the Browns do? I think the I I really think that's what it is. <laughs> I think it's just the the Browns are the Browns are just browning it. So the Browns are browning it. Um, Source is that the Jets are trading for 49ers cornerback uh, Richard Robinson. Uh, we won't cover that one. Uh, the New York Giants, Janoris uh, Jenkins has been suspended for violating team rules per sources. He's going to miss Sunday's game against the Rams. We talked about this in yesterday's episode in Goff being a waiver wire streamable play. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of good matchups after this week in facing, I believe, Houston – uh, and in another tough deal, I'll have to double check it. But um, this now makes the Giants' defense even weaker. Goff is a streamable play at quarterback this week with all the other buys. Um, and so the next bit of news is that Arizona Cardinals coach Bruce Arians tells reporters that he doubts David Johnson plays this season. With this news, those individuals who were storing him on IR, is it now time to just drop him? Let him go. Uh, I would agree. Um, it's sad that uh, David Johnson will play this year. Um, the way the Cardinals season has gone so far, um, it, it, I think it's best that he doesn't play. They're not going to be in playoff contention. Um, Bruce Arians is a little bit on the hot seat. I don't think he's coaching for his job yet. Um, but in the press conference about Carson Palmer's injury and all these kinds of things, that coach uh, truly loves his players and, and wants to keep coaching there. Um, but if you have David Johnson, look to drop him. Uh, moving on, um, there was a lot of rumors about Jarvis Landry getting traded. Those rumors turned out to be false. He was notified that he would not be traded uh, before the trading deadline. Paxton Lynch, uh, with his shoulder injury, is not a candidate to start in week nine. So look for Trevor Simeon to continue to start. Or, 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 or Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler. Um, look for Trevor Simeon to start. <laughs> um, we've all seen what Brock Osweiler cannot do, so I'm not looking for any sort of movement in any other direction for Brock Osweiler other than picking slivers out of his bum. I th- I um, think he could I think he could do okay in this in this uh, in this offense because it's if, very run heavy. It's familiar to him, and he had a little bit of a connection with Demarius Thomas. This could get Thomas's season going a little bit more if Osweiler is if Osweiler's the one throwing to him. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Ravens announced that running back Danny Woodhead has officially returned to practice from IR. He's not eligible to play until the November nineteenth game against Green Bay. This is positive news, um, but obviously something to continue to monitor. Um, if you're hurting at running back, do you are you looking to go after Danny Woodhead, or are you still just too nervous with the way that things panned out for his leg? Uh, 
uh, if if you're desperate, yeah, go ahead. I'm my problem is I I don't have wide receivers. I've got a whole bunch of running back stashes or or a bunch of possible wide receivers to get things going. Um, you know, I am not going after Danny Woodhead again. I I'm pretty stacked at running back on most of my teams. It's my wide receivers that are hurting me. Uh, moving on, want to touch on this one really, really quickly. Uh, the Browns wide receiver Josh Gordon was spotted in New York City today, and a league source confirmed that he will be meeting with the NFL uh, today, Tuesday. Browns could look to trade his rights. Uh, percentage chance on him coming back to the NFL? Zero. At least this, this season, zero. Okay. Uh, moving on, uh, once again, we talked about how uh, the VP of Football Operations, Howie Roseman, said that LeGarrette Blunt remains the team's starting running back, even after acquiring Jay Ajayi. He's not the head coach, so we'll see if that holds. Um, moving on, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler reports that Martavis Bryant has been told he is a part of the Steelers' Week 10 game plan. Um, well, I'm fine with that as long as it means he's riding the he's part of the game plan to ride the bench so that Juju Smith Schuster can keep getting can keep catching passes. I think part of the game plan means on a three wide receiver set he's blocking for Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> I think that's what it means. Uh, with all the drama he has caused for his team and the tremendous output, while not being a headache that Juju Smith Schuster has been. Juju has done all his talking on the field. Ortavius Bryant continues to be a headache. I think they will continue to hold him and uh, continue to hold him back until he uh, kind of pulls everything together. Um, uh, another question really quickly to go back to Woodhead. What if you're in playoff contention? This comes in from a listener. What if you're in playoff contention? Do you stash Woodhead? Um, Obviously, if you have him on IR, you're continuing to stash him. But if you have an IR spot or if you don't have an IR spot, are you looking to go get Woodhead, say, if you're 7-1? and one? Or in this guy's case, 7-0-1? Oh, yeah, if you've got the space to, to say, yeah, that's the perfect position to, save, to, to stash a guy like that. Okay. Uh, moving on. Um, let's see here. Uh, Cowboys were taking calls. Uh, there was a lot of news earlier today uh, that DeMarco Murray could be on his way to Dallas. I think a lot of that was smoke and mirrors. Um, yeah. With concerns about Andrew Luck, the Colts were working out former Giants quarterback Josh Johnson. Um, once again, this reconfirms drop Andrew Luck. Yes. Um, there was trade talks with Dante Moncrief, um, Bills and, had, and Ty Hilton. There were trade, there were possible yes. trade talks that way too. Uh, I saw someone. Uh, it, it got a little bit of traction before the person recanted the story, but there was a, a story that was posted through Instagram uh, that uh, Ty Hilton had been traded to the Saints. Um, that one, that wouldn't make any sense considering the wide receivers they already have and two good grief. How crazy would that be? He would, he would be, he would be the better Brandon cooks. Yes, he would be because he's faster catches the ball. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, they would have had to give up Ted Ginn and, and a couple other players in order to have that happen. Probably. Brandon I'm, I'm well, uh, Yeah. 
But it didn't happen, so we'll move on. Um, Patriots wide receiver Chris Hogan does not need surgery for his shoulder injury, according to a source. Just some rehab. He's going to be out a few weeks, uh, and they will reevaluate post-bye week. Um, it's, It's beneficial that they're on a bye week this week. He would have missed this game. He will probably miss... Uh, the following week coming back from the bye, and then I look for him to play week 11. Uh, that's probably the earliest that I would see Chris Hogan playing. Um, once again, not, the, not, a, not necessarily the same injury, but Golden Tate had his arm in a sling and was out for two weeks. It was out for the bye week and then was questionable leading up to the game, and then he played. Um, but uh, let's see a couple of these other stories. Um, following his MRI, Seahawks Earl Thomas is considered a long shot to play Sunday versus the Redskins. Um, really quickly, how does this affect the defense? Do you think the Redskins are going to be able to throw the ball deeper? And does that mean Josh Doxson scores more? Well, I think that you know Josh Doxson only seems to be involved for one pass play a game. And that's in the red zone. So he may get his one touchdown, um, his one catch for 11 yards and a touchdown, like it has been like every week for the last three or four. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, it causes a little bit of concern for the Seahawks defense. I'm not too worried about it. Um, Their defense has been able to stop the run really well and been able to get two quarterbacks. So um, I'm not not too worried about it for the Seahawks. I still think that that they have enough depth um and the, and really the 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 redskins are lacking weapons overall to really be able to to they don't have the weapons that say Houston does in order to really you know go go you know punch for punch against the Seahawks that will fuller goodness gracious <laughs> wow he's fast and and hopkins really really confirmed that he is a, a, a wide receiver one. As much as yes. I doubted him at the beginning of the season, a lot of it had to do with the quarterback play that they were having in Tom Savage. Uh, Deshaun Watson has completely changed the game. I think he opens things up. You have to be accountable for him on the run. Uh, and I think that's opened up some things in the passing game. Um, but uh, moving on to a question that comes in from a listener. Um, with Breeze, are you worried that they're moving – more to the run, should he go with someone else at quarterback? No, because you have so many. I mean, because when they need to pass the ball, he's still going to be throwing they do the, whatever they want. He's still going to be passing the ball thirty, you know, thirty to forty times a, a game. So even with them going more run heavy, they play an up tempo offense that he's still going to be throwing the ball a lot. And if you know, if they go a little more run heavy, that could mean that he's he's able to use the play action more. To get more deep balls, get more, uh, get more, uh, more touchdowns passing. So, yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm stuck with with Kirk Cousins unable to get much done, you know, back and forth every week just because his wide receivers haven't done anything. So, I would much rather have Drew Brees than the options that are available to me right now. Yeah, and I think Drew Brees this week, especially against the atrocious defense that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this season, oh. uh, you're not going to you're not going to go onto the waiver wire and find any other options. And I don't think you're gonna you're gonna want to move Drew Brees, considering uh, I think he gets to play Tampa Bay one more time after this. Uh, yes. 
And even though, even though they are doing a lot more with the running backs, they're still involving both in the passing game. So even though they're, they're doing a lot more with the running backs, they're going to be doing a lot of dinks, dunks. Uh, Alvin Kamara is going to get about 50 yards receiving. Mark Henry about 50 yards receiving. They're, Drew Brees is still going to throw for almost 300 yards a game. He's going to throw for at least 200 in scoring. That's eight points. They get two touchdowns. There's four or six, depending on your scoring there. He's going to, to, to score about 20 points, if not higher, unless he completely lays an egg, which I don't see that happening against Tampa Bay at home on the turf where they like to fly. Um, uh, Another question is, game script is worrisome because the defense is getting better. Would they look to do more running anyway? Just as a follow-up to that same question. Possibly. Tampa Bay has struggled, and Jameis Winston is injured this week. Yeah, you know, again, I I am fine with them running the ball. It's going to open things up more for Drew Brees to be able to make more key passes, to be able to be, um, you know, to have a, a better... A completion percentage because the passing game is going to open up if they're more effective running the ball. So, All right, moving on to a, a few keep trade cuts as well as some, some other questions that, uh, that I'll get into. These are not the official questions uh, in our Sleeperbot channel, which we will go over tomorrow night for the Wednesday night show. Um, but we'll do a special rendition of keep trade cut just in this first one of players who were involved in trades. So, <laughs> Kelvin Benjamin, Jay Ajayi, and Garoppolo. Keep trade cut. This one almost has to be a dynasty question if you're going to go with Garoppolo. Okay, we'll go, Dyna- we'll go dynasty because Garoppolo is not going to play on the field for a couple of weeks and is more likely a play for next season. Um, I keep Benjamin. I trade Garoppolo and I cut Ajayi. Ow! <laughs> For a guy who loved Ajayi at the beginning of the season, was yeah. that salt in the mouth or what? Yeah. It, oh yeah, that hurt. But I mean, let's let's be honest. Kelvin Benjamin um, is a is a solid solid wide receiver that can get downfield. Is a big he'll be a big target like Sammy Watkins was for Tyrod Taylor. So he is going to continue to be productive. Um, Garoppolo is uh, the possible, you know, I think you can get something for him if he's going to San Francisco to possibly be the new, the next um, quarterback in a um, in a Shanahan offense. Uh, you know, I think that that can, that, that has some trade value. And if, you know, if I have to cut one, it's probably going to be a Jai. Yeah. Uh, I would cut a Jai as well. The injury concerns have me a little worried. Um, he's in a much better offense now. Um, but in a dynasty, the upside right now uh, of Garoppolo and, and Kelvin Benjamin now going – I mean, I love Kelvin Benjamin. If there's any way that you can get Kelvin Benjamin right now, I would buy all day long. But the problem is everyone who already has Kelvin Benjamin – is super excited about this move as well because now he's the only wide receiver in town. He's got a quarterback that is more consistent in throwing the ball and won't turn the ball over. Um, I don't know if he'll get as much of an upside. Uh, I, I, I think maybe it's the same. Uh, I need to look at it a little bit more. The, the, the transition just happened today, so we'll do a little bit more research throughout the rest of the week. Um, 
but I have liked Tyrod Taylor this year more than Cam Newton, even with Cam Newton's big games. I just think there's more consistency, um, and he's a better thrower, and he's smarter with the ball. Yeah. Um, uh, now we're going to get into a couple of some trade questions um, that have been asked uh, of me through some Instagram channels uh, or through some Instagram conversations uh, today. Um, in in a trade, Dion Lewis and Bilal Powell for Jordy Nelson and Garrett Blunt. Who wins that trade? Dion Lewis and, and Bilal Powell and Bilal Powell for Jordy and Garrett Blunt. I still think that Jordy and Garrett Blunt win that deal. Um, you're really. Getting- I think so. Um, again, Jordy still is the number one wide receiver in that offense. Even when you know, I know it's I know it's Hundley. It's not. Uh, it's not. Uh, um, it's not Rogers throwing the ball anymore. Um, but you know, Jordy is still that top. Uh, is still that top. Um, top wide receiver, and you know, Blunt for now still is the the number one running back in Philadelphia. Uh, I am still hesitant on Ajayi's on Ajayi's knee able to stay healthy. So, I, I'm going the other way uh, because I love Bilal Powell. Still holding on to that bold prediction that he'll end up in a in a running back one situation uh, by the end of the season. Jordy Nelson is a little bit of a wild card with a new quarterback. I think things get back on track uh, after the bye week. I don't like Blount at all now with Ajayi. That just eats more into his work week. Um, and I like Lewis, although I kind of like Burkhead a little bit more out of the Patriots. Um, but I would take I would take the Lewis and Bilal Powell side over the Jordy and Blount side uh, personally. Uh, another question is Keenan Allen or Doug Martin in PPR? I, I would lean Allen, and it's not even close. Uh, I I would have to agree. Um, uh, another question uh, that comes in. Um, I just had it. Uh, a Jimmy Graham for Jarek McKinnon. Who wins the trade? And is there a difference in PPR or in standard? No, there really isn't a difference. Um, I think that I think that uh, with the way McKinnon's playing, it's hard to argue with him. Jimmy Graham, you know, you're running you're running the risk of him not getting targeted until the third quarter, and then whether or not he actually gets targeted in the in the red zone. So, uh, really quickly, uh, pick up. Now for Jay or uh, Austin Sperry and Jenkins uh, for bye week in week eleven, uh, yeah, I, I think ASG has has proved himself valuable. He had a little bit of a down week this week, but um, he's a top target in the Jets offense. So uh, definitely, if you can get ASJ right now, he shouldn't be available in any league. But uh, go out and grab him if he is. Um, uh, another question is who is the "Quote unquote running back to own in Miami now that Ajayi leaves." No one. <laughs> okay, let but me rephrase Drake. that. I, I Drake is, is probably the best. I, I don't think I don't think any Miami running back is is ownable at this point. But anything can happen. I mean, realistically, when things change in the NFL, things can get a boost. When when um, Jib Bob Cooter came in as the Detroit Lions' new offensive coordinator. They exploded onto the scene um, uh, a couple years ago. Um, 
but but you think it's Drake and not Williams. I think it's Drake. So I th- I uh, think he's the more talented of the two. So that's that's where I'm going. I wouldn't doubt it, but Williams has been more involved so far this season. And the way things have gone right now, um I think that uh I I would lean towards uh I would lean towards Williams. Um and so that's that's kind of how I got. And so um just address something here real quick. Uh, and so uh, a couple other questions um, that uh, I'll address here. Uh, Collins or Funches on the waiver wire in a, P- in a half-point PPR league. Uh, right now, because it's PPR, I would lean towards Funches, even though he's had a couple of down weeks. Now with the departure of Kelvin Benjamin, look for Funches and Dixon to be widely used more often look for their target share to go up Alex Collins not really utilized outside of this last game not really utilized in the passing game so I look for Alex Collins to still be of value but I think Funches is a better pickup in a half point PPR because of the recent trade and how things are going um, Alex Collins is worth using your number two waiver priority if you could go get uh, Alfred Morris is your number one. I still contend that Alfred Morris uh, should be the number one. And so that will wrap up our show today. Tomorrow night we're going to get into uh, the um, pick them and stick them of the week. Once again, we will post those on the Instagram story so that you guys can play along as well as post those in the SleeperBot channel for you guys to take a look at. Once again, We want to remind you guys to leave those reviews on Google Play or iTunes. Check out the giveaway. We're going to be giving away uh, a sweatshirt, T-shirt, and phone case. We may even be adding in a jersey um, later this month in order to boost that giveaway as well. You've been listening to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, This is Justin, and Ryan has joined me. We want to thank you guys for listening. Have a good one, guys. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. We've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. Our exclusive Rate Shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days. Then, if rates go up, your rate stays locked. But if rates go down, your rate drops. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate Shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. At Jared, we know devotion isn't a once-a-year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted.